0: If it will feed nothing else, it will feed my revenge. He hath disgraced me, and hindered me half a million, Laughed at my losses, mocked at my gains, scorned my nations, Thwarted my bargains, called my friends, heated mine enemies, And what's the reason? I am a Jew. Hath not a Jew eyes? Hath not a Jew hands, organs, dimensions, senses, affections, passions, fed with the same food, hurt with the same weapons, subject to the same diseases, healed by the same means, warmed and cooled by the same winter and summer as a Christian is? If you prick us, do we not bleed? If you tickle us, do we not laugh? If you poison us, do we not die? And if you wrong us, shall we not revenge? If we are like you in the rest, we will resemble you in that. If a Jew wronged the Christian, what's their humility? Revenge? If a Christian wronged a Jew, what should their sufferance be by Christian example? Why revenge? The villainy you teach me, I will execute. And it shall go hard, but I will better the instruction.
1: My name is Alan, I'm eight. My name is Ellie, I'm thirteen and two weeks. <laughs> My name is Ellie, I'm twelve. <laughs> My name is Bronwyn and I'm seven. My name is Emily and I'm ten.
2: Right, so who's seen the play before and studied it at school? Anybody?
1: I've read the play before, so I've read the story and I already knew it, but this is the first time coming to the station and seeing the play. Um, I've read it before and I've seen some plays here, but that was the first time I've seen right, Merchant of Venice. Okay. Who
2: really loved it? What did you love?
1: I liked, um, Portia.
2: Oh, right, you like Portia. So she's the great lady who gets her that. Right, well, I've given away a whole plot now.
1: I liked, there were the chests. I liked that part.
2: What was your favourite bit, Angus?
1: Um... The end, when uh, (laughs) she had to turn Christian rather than Jewish.
2: Oh, right, that's interesting. It's very interesting because you called that the end, but actually there was a scene after that. But as far as you're concerned, that was kind of the point of the story, or the climax, do you think? Is that what you're saying? Right, were you a bit sorry for her at all, for Shylock?
1: Yeah, because you shouldn't really have to change your religion. I know she shouldn't have done it, but it's a bit mean. Right, OK.
2: Anybody else agree that might have been a tiny bit mean?
1: I think like it's kind of an anti semitic play because that's what attitudes were like in Shakespeare's time. And then it's also playing on gender expectations because nobody would work out that that like the men who were judges would actually mm. have been women.
2: You're absolutely right about that. When talking about genders, do most of you know that Shylock's normally a man? Yeah. yeah. Now, I, for me, it worked. What did you think of her being a mum, not a dad?
1: I think it was like good because she was like trying to find her own way and then all the all the rest of the business people were men mm-hmm. so that would have made her like stand out even more and also traditionally in like Jewish households the women run off like run that stuff and they, they welcome the Sabbath in yes
2: yeah, so we, we had that scene didn't we We had yeah. the scene with the candlesticks did anybody notice at the end that Jessica had got those candlesticks and it was quite moving Yeah. everybody's nodding yeah. so did anybody feel a tiny bit sorry for Shylock then did you, Alan? Yeah. Yeah. We know you did, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. But it was extremely joyful the whole play, and actually, I loved the fact that they moved together as a company so much. So that although there were these very moving bits, I loved the fact that everybody got to dance. So, what did you think about the general way that the show was, the way they did it? Let's say.
1: I like
2: the music. Oh, I like. You're smiling away here. You really did, didn't you? So, what's your favourite thing about the music?
1: Um, that everybody was dancing with it. Yeah, exactly.
2: And they were dancing together, weren't they? And it was a beautiful instrument. Anybody else got a favourite thing about why they think it worked?
1: Um, I like the dramatical bits.
2: Yeah, name one bit that you loved.
1: Um, well, the most dramatical was when Antonio nearly had to die.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, it is a comedy, nearly had to die. So, one Uh, final comment to round it up. Do you think this is a great introduction? There's two things here, introduction to Shakespeare, but also what do you think of the idea of using this particular play? Did you notice, for example, there's a mention of the idea of an alien? I mean, we're all being taught a lot about this, aren't we? So do you think from that point of view it's it's a good introduction?
1: Yeah, well, it's... It's a good introduction because you know to be able to grasp the basic idea of the story and also I think it's good to sort of teach about different beliefs and what you know that was believed and why we don't believe that anymore and you know to be able to see from different points of view you know and history is a really great thing to be able to look back and say wow that's what happened or that's what happened mm-hmm. and to be able to experience a story like that it's pretty special.
2: Right finally who's hooked on Shakespeare from watching this anyone? A nod and a smile here. You're, you're up for going to more Shakespeare. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Anyone else?
1: Yeah, I've been before.
2: All oh, right. What uh, did you see before?
1: Julius Caesar.
2: Which is better then, The Merchant of Venice or uh, Julius Caesar? The Merchant
1: of Venice, just because mm. I understood it a lot more than the other one.
2: And that, I think, is a brilliant thing because that's what they're trying to do. She understood it. Thank you. It's such a brilliant comment. Thank, Thank you so much. This is really exciting for me. I am perched high above the River Avon in a dressing room at the back of the Swan Theatre. I'm with Shani. You introduce yourself. My name is Shani Erez, and I play Shylock. And you would think, wouldn't you, you know, oh, you're a woman. And I hardly gave it a thought. It seemed to work completely. You were a human being. Uh, Thank you. That, I think at first, feels like a
0: huge statement, like a huge change, having Shylock as a woman rather than a man. And to be honest, at the beginning of the rehearsal process, I I sort of asked Robin, our director, I said, the biggest help I'll need from you is helping me to stop thinking of Shylock as a white, middle-aged man. Because it's such a clear image that we all have of the character as it's written, as it's been always portrayed. So... It was a journey to make that mental switch, but I think once the mental switch happens, and, and, and hopefully the audience sees it, once we've created a world where Shylock is a, a woman, a mother,
2: and it just feels natural. Yes, it seems as, I mean, you're wearing black and white, you stand out in this colourful crowd, but it's very subtle, I mean, you've got a fringed shawl I think a lot of women do have. But it is, we know, and I think the whole audience, without thinking about it, sort of knows that's supposed to be your talent, your prayer shawl. But it isn't. Exactly. It is um,
0: a nod to Mm. the idea of the tallit, of the shawl, but it's not the thing. I think we've had a lot of discussions of how religious she would be. Mm. And I really like the fact that we've made her not particularly religious. She is a traditional woman. She lights the Sabbath candles. Um, she is very much Jewish, but she's very much Jewish culturally mm-hmm. and community wise, rather than as only by the religious or the bureaucratic element of, of what religious is. Well that
2: already works for me. And I mean I'm used to seeing candles in productions of the Merchant of Venice. But there's something more Significant or touching about the fact that it is you and your daughter. It's a mother and daughter, yes. and it's um, traditionally it is the woman that lights the candle. So you know, I'm not giving too much away, but the candles come up again, and I found it very moving that you oh, didn't have them anymore. I'm I'm really glad because um, there's
0: something that was very important for Robin, for our director, um, in creating this production, is that we don't shy away from conflicts or from um, a lot of dark moments, but on the other hand, that we offer a sense of hope with the young generation. Yeah. And I think that the, the journey that the, the candles make is a journey of
2: hope. So you, you think that even though Jessica's married out, <coughs> you think that there's hope, and, that, and that's what we're supposed to take away from it, that she's got the candles and her husband will come to... To understand and to accept.
0: Uh, yes, I think that that we we send a message that the next generation can hopefully live without these identities being a barrier, but rather as something that they can embrace, not as a contradiction that Jewish does not contradict Christian, does not contradict Muslim, but that they can all co-live and, and be within one family unit or within one community unit.
2: Yes. I think I can take that away from it. Although by then, once heart is broken, it's very chilling. It's often said you're hardly ever referred to as Shylock by anyone. It's yes. entirely the Jew, the yes. Jew, the Jew, and it's nearly always with a, it's thrown away at you, isn't it? And you know, I f- I find that you know, if you are Jewish, you're going to find that distressing. I think it absolutely is and
0: there are so many moments in the play where where the writing is so clever where in the court scene Portia asks, is your name Shylock? Shylock is my Mm. name and yet she still refers to him just as Jew in the big Mm. speech about the quality of mercy still Shylock's identity is just Jew therefore Jew Um, so, so it is absolutely a very poignant use of that word but I also find that in Shylock's speech of Hath Not a Jew Eyes, there's a, for me at least, there's a big act of reclaiming that.
2: Yes, and I, I felt that. It's very interesting, some of the children that I interviewed afterwards, one of them was terribly clued up, but they were saying, oh, it shows what it was like then, you know, there mm-hmm. was all this anti-Semitism. And I, I was almost quite relieved in a way that he, that he didn't draw the parallel with now. It might have been she, she didn't draw the parallel with now. But um, having said that, it's there i mean it's it's very timely, but you know you just mentioned Muslims. it's very at the end, there's this thing about you're an alien, yeah. not the word jew, they're alien. Yeah. and I think that's important as well if you want to actually say it has resonance for now. absolutely. The play feels scaringly relevant, and
0: I think and what is to me very moving in the in the writing and 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 in our production is how much it discusses otherness, be that otherness. Um, um, Portia, Portia's court is is a Muslim court, so she is Muslim. Mm. So we are representing three religions and three cultures, and all of them, are exist with some sort of tension. And the idea that that tension can explode mm. into violence, I think, is incredibly relevant. And I think, what is very, sort of challenging, but also um, satisfying being part of this production, especially as it is a first encounter production mm. that children see, is that um, Robin, our director, very much is not particularly interested in providing answers. Mm. He is um, on the forefront of saying we are opening the discussion. Mm. We are starting by presenting these questions, and then those children and those audiences, adult or children, can go home or to their classroom and have that discussion have that conversation and a lot of times especially with um theater that's aimed at younger audiences it's so tempting to provide an answer
2: yeah so you certainly don't do that but what you do provide is that joyful way in the music the clowning there has to be that i mean it's all in the name it's one of shakespeare's comedies yes it is yeah. and it is in, and the funny bits
0: are hilarious i always uh, sit on the side, either between two heavy scenes or having mm. finished sort of the, the, my part, and I can't help but laugh. Mm. They're so funny. The, the, the jokes are funny. What, what the rest of the cast is doing with them is hilarious. And I think it comes from the fact of not forcing an answer. Um, then that gives you the, the freedom to say, when we're, when we're celebrating life and love and fun and humor, we do it to the fullest. And when we're discussing the darker sides, we're doing it to the fullest. So instead of trying to sort of create a happy grey, there's sort of the bravery of visiting the black and the white.
2: Mm. Yeah, and the other sort of master or mistress stroke, I think that's what we have to call it (laughs) nowadays, You do involve the audience such a lot, yes. not just having someone up on the stage and asking them a difficult question at the beginning and, to, oh, they have to choose a casket, yes. it's such fun. <laughs> she must have known the play, the one <laughs> yeah, it's very, but then the question that you ask is actually possibly more to do with Antonio, this question about, yes. would you give everything up for, some, for someone you love? Yes. And He's, he's awesome. the one doing that.
0: He absolutely does that. Mm. And there is a very touching element in Antonio's unrequited Mm. love towards Bassanio. I think they are all flawed but very human characters. Mm. Mm. And I think the audience can relate to that. And what we do by engaging the audience is 120% part of the ethos of this production. Um, It is so that being a first encounter, it is a welcoming encounter. So that um, children that walk into this grand theater don't feel that they are Um, immediately told off by the space and need to sit straight and be quiet and keep their hands in their pockets but rather are invited to be themselves and to see I think those stitches between show and, and backstage so that we are sat to the side and when um, Eloise, who plays both Lancelot Gobo and Narissa, when she changes costume, mm, that all right? of these things, because it's not we're not performing just to future actors, we're performing to future stage managers, to future um, musicians, future lighting designers, future audience members, because yes. theatre is there. To engage all of them
2: Well, oh, that's such a beautiful speech yes, I was <laughs> you st- i'm glad you said audience at the end but if we're all going to enter the theater i think it's going to be a bit of a problem so um yeah it's, it's a lovely way you start with you not shakespeare at all just yelling everybody's names because they are difficult names and then yeah that gives the kids a way in i think the young people so i love i love that for a start so you didn't immediately go into, it's a difficult opening line, in sooth I know not why I'm so sad. So, you know, maybe you wait a bit for that, which you did. So you got to know these different people. And I was going to ask you a bit about the preparation there, because there was a lot of status work going on. We know how you felt about each other, by the way you called the names, by the way you passed each other. We didn't have to think about it, we just sort of knew. And I think that was very interesting as well. We
0: discussed a lot in the rehearsal room of what is the information that a child that has never read the play has maybe been once or twice, if at all, to a theater before, what do they need to know? What would be the map of explaining to them these are the, your guidelines in towards mm-hmm. the next hour and a half? And so the opening sequence was about telling all of these relationships, mm-hmm. the friendship, the parental, the, the, animos- the animosity mm-hmm. between people. And so that even if you didn't understand a single word you understand
2: what when someone spits at someone is. Yeah, it was brilliant, that. I mean, you know, the, ju- the way they said your name, very chilly, and as you say, the spitting. And then your worried mother bit with Jessica. You only said Jessica, but yeah. it was that, was that worrying thing, wasn't it? You could see. You were really worried that she was going to be protected, yeah. she might go off the rails, and how and then, right you were. And, um, and, <laughs> and on the one hand, she's absolutely an overprotective
0: mm. parent, but on the other hand, her child does uh, run... Oh, sorry, mm. the child does run mm. away.
2: No, I think you can wrap the table there. that's <laughs> yeah I meant to say we all, they all it, I mean it's a good thing at least two of the three there's a lovely moment where that i'm go, going away from jessica and and um uh, Charlotte for a minute, but where the three caskets are given to audience members and they have to actually read out yes. the speeches, which is brilliant for the two that had nice loud voices. but <laughs> it's a good thing it's repeated in the text, but it's a lovely thing it's know.
0: um i think and I think it's worth the risk of mm. having a shy audience member mm. and um when we uh, tour wherever we go, the schools prepare the caskets. So in oh, every school, there will lovely. be a different casket, <laughs> and there will be children really? from that school that will be the <sighs> casket bearers. Different, and so, yes, different, different caskets, casket, different casket so, bearers. So, so um, wherever mm. this production can engage the next uh, generation, mm. it does.
2: Yes, because you take on a new um, Lorenzo and Jessica. Don't yes, you? there's that's also very, that. Yes, yeah. that's very charming as well. They're not school. No, so um, no, no, they
0: are no. a group of uh, 22 young mm. performers under 18. Incredibly talented. Yes, yeah. in- um, yeah. I'm absolutely in awe of their yeah, skill so and dedication <laughs> and <laughs> professionalism. I definitely was not that professional at 15. Mm. And, Sorry, um you're making up for it now. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. And so we sort of, every three or four performances, meet a new set of Lorenzo and Jessica, which is also mm. very interesting because everywhere yeah. I go there's a new daughter waiting.
2: Very different dynamic.
0: Absolutely mm. is. Absolutely is and, and it, it makes me reflect a lot about acting and, and how much immediately a relationship is created mm. and what, what each daughter brings.
2: Yeah. Um, can you tell me a bit about what work you might have done? I don't know how you prepare for the role or how you prepare as a company but Going on and talking about that relationship, it is, it is hurtful for Shylock. I mean, you know, you can see that, that Shylock is damaged by yeah. what Shylock has lived through till we don't know how old she is. But I mean, it's such a relief when Tubal comes on and actually hats off. Well, Yarmouk goes off to your Tubal. I thought he was excellent. Yeah. I really loved him. But he was the accordionist He's as great. well, for those who are listening. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, but, you know, it's such a relief that there's someone that you can talk to. Absolutely, and, and, and bless him, Sam
0: is so... Um, oh, what's his surname? Sam Pei, mm. um, who plays uh, Tubal and plays beautifully the accordion yeah, and several mm. other roles, mm. um, is um, absolutely there and within an instant there is a confidant, mm. there is a, um, a sense of community. And, and it is a moment where Shylock can afford vulnerability. Mm and not to be on the attack endlessly.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people know the speech about the ring, which is so key that the thing that Jessica has done that will really, really hurt her mother, or her parent, we can say, and I was waiting for you just to ha- get... How are, you, how are they going to... I had it of when I was a bachelor. <laughs> it fitted perfectly. I had it oh, of my husband. Can you, actually, I'm not ask, asking you to... But you, you say what you say. say. Go on, just say it. Dr. Oh, it is... You without crying, because I can't just without crying. It will feel odd when within within
0: without the context of the scene, but when uh, Tubal says that um, he uh, saw a sailor that had a, a turquoise ring, which Jessica sold for a monkey... Um, Shylock's response is, um, Thou torturest me, Tubal. I had it of my husband when he was a bachelor. I wouldn't have given it for a wilderness of monkeys. Mm. And it is... It, I think it, that is the big moment of betrayal for her.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, totally. I actually gripped my husband's hand, yeah. and you didn't, you didn't disappoint. You made me cry.
0: Oh, Judy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is um, because it is a moment... You can read it as a moment of absolute um, the greediness of the stereotypical Shylock, but to me it's abs- um Shylock does not care about the finances no, no, at no. all. She has lost her daughter, and it feels as if all the, um, it feels as if I start the play with two allies, I have Tubal and I have Jessica, but that is the moment where one ally says your daughter has left you.
2: And you know that you're lost. And I, and I think the other thing is, Sherlock has to have a motive. And you, this I've, I've never quite seen quite so much motive. But maybe it's just because you're the mother, because you've got all of that on top of the being spat upon and and being called Jew and everybody. The chilliness. There was a chilliness among all this lovely merriness and bonhomie. It was so chilly. It. Um,
0: A question that um, Abigail, our assistant director, asked me in the rehearsal process, which really struck a chord with the idea of motive, was would Shylock have gone through with the court had Jessica been there, had Jessica returned? Mm -hmm. And the answer to me was absolutely not. There would have been someone that she would have listened to and that someone would have been Jessica. But in the absence of that, in the absence of the next generation as an anchor, um, she'll burn the
2: house down. Yes, and I really felt that. And as I say, I, I probably never know whether it's partly to do with you being a mother, possibly. But I'm amazed that in 90 minutes, you—you you know, i didn't miss much. I didn't feel there was a hell. Obviously, there was quite a lot missing. But I think you got the trajectory of the story, the emotions, the whole thing—brilliant. Oh, the quality of mercy. Why was I crying during that? <laughs> something, about, something about that. Oh, I tell you, I was terribly pleased when you, you changed God into them mm, mm. yeah great I, moment there god for those listening that normally it, god of course it tends to be a he um god was also god themselves god yeah. themselves i really love that it's an attribute of god themselves mercy this is the quality of mercy and i that, that's a beautiful moment
0: it it is and and yasmin who plays Portia, really delivers it in um just in with an open heart which makes it all the more harder to resist her plea for mercy mm. um because she she makes a good case um but but there is that temptation to to say you're right you're right fine I won't do it but then the sight of Antonio hardens hardens the, the heart again
2: but that's very good because you're I mean that's you you're in that moment then feeling that way yes
0: yep yeah, yeah. Mm. yes mm.
2: we're mm.
0: We're, I think we're all really blessed with such a lovely company of actors mm. that every show we we give each other what we need.
2: You must be looking forward to touring to schools. That would be very different for being in a theater will wouldn't it? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. We've already done a week in, in Birmingham and, and Northampton, and it is it's incredible. It's incredible mm. suddenly um, there are all these sort of mayhems that involve being in a school hall of, of sort of doing um, the company warm-up and then clearing so that they have the school lunch at the oh same no. room and then clearing back <laughs> and but it is but it is also the absolute joy of realizing mm. that we can turn
2: a room that is used for lunch mm. to Venice. Yeah. To Venice, wow. So the choice of the merchant of Venice and I thought oh goodness me is that really the way into Shakespeare? Oh I'll just share with you very quickly having said that it was mine our schoolmistress, I was 10, saw fit. That was the first one we read. Oh, wow. She got us all up on our feet. I'm the only Jew in the class. Get this, not Shylock, Tubal. Oh. And I was quite good at drama. I don't know quite what her thinking was, but I feel slightly <laughs> wounded to this day. Quite right. <laughs> Well, on your
0: behalf as well, I go for all the female much. Shylocks. Thank <laughs>
2: you. But you know, t- talk to me a bit, just a little bit, about the thinking behind that, because you know, you'd expect the dream, or possibly Romeo and Juliet, if you're going to do a tragedy. Um, I, I, I was not part of the
0: project when uh, the thought was to do it, but I think, but I, having experienced this production, I think it is the right choice. I think it is in the way it's handled a production that dares ask questions. And I think that if we give kids the, the honesty of asking them a question, they'll they'll give us their honesty of, of answering and, and asking more. Mm. And, and so I think in that sense, in a way, it all depends on what you say is the power of theater. If you say that the power of theater is to entertain and to um, melt your heart, which is absolutely within Um, it is a right answer in many ways, then yes, a more classic comedy would be um, a a more natural choice. But if you say that the power of theatre is is to teach you that you're allowed to change your mind,
2: Mm.
0: that you're allowed to listen and be heard and to deal with things that are not so straightforward... God, what a way to to be
2: introduced to that! Yeah, no, it's very interesting because you said theatre all the way through. That can we just have a quick word about being introduced to Shakespeare? Because that's oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um,
0: I because because I think that for many of those children, it will be the same. It will be mm. the first time they're introduced to theatre and Shakespeare. Um, and I think I love Shakespeare. I genuinely can't fault anyone who hates Shakespeare by being introduced to to the play in in a sort of. Disgruntled English lesson.
2: <laughs> so like yes, we have been. We were talking before we started about how in the programme each of you, uh, backstage, front stage, wherever, um, created all, all all the teams say how they are introduced to Shakespeare, and it does vary from what yep, you just from said. love to
0: hate. Yeah. Hey, I mean, and 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 I'll share mine. Oh, here's the.
2: That was brilliant. We love a call. We, we love, love a, call. a call. It proves I'm in a dressing room. We're in a dressing room. A fantastic yes. dressing room. We're full of props. Yes. We've got a skull, we've got a head that's been cut off, and a, a, a gorgeous cake as well, so it's not all, it's not all <laughs> momentum or yes. iron blood. Sorry, just to finish off what we were saying. So it is the
0: first introduction to Shakespeare for many of them, but I just think the best way to be introduced to
2: Shakespeare is through theatre. Oh, I completely agree with you. And no, I just very finally... Tell me a bit about you. Mm. Oh gosh! Yeah. Um, I mean, so, you, so just you know, just give the trajectory of your um, career, and because you were born in Israel. I, yes, it? born and bred um, in Israel,
0: and in two thousand and seven, I moved here to um, study at um, Central School of Speech and Drama, mm. and have stayed since. Well, you haven't looked back. <laughs> <So do you laughs> obviously, go home when, a lot, when the winters uh, mm. are mm. harsh and grey. I, yeah, I yes. sort of reminisce on, on 30 degrees but yeah I do visit um, home quite a lot yeah
2: and, and just because you know it does speak there's a moment where it spoke to me about you know the, what we're going through now with the anti-semitism and the Israel and all the rest of it does, does that affect you differently because you are Israeli or is it how do you find it um I find I, I think that on a daily
0: basis um there would be moments where my identity is a Jewish woman, where my identity is an Israeli woman, where my identity as a woman, woman, um, will um, will come to the forefront or, or to the back and, and will trigger one emotion or another. Um, I think in this production, um, Robin has absolutely wanted us to celebrate our identities and mm-hmm. ourselves, which is why I also think contributed to the fact that Shylock is not particularly religious. I am mm. traditional. I do keep kosher, etc. Mm. But, um, but Shylock is not head covered.
2: No, um, there is. No. Th-
0: she's very much mm. a woman comfortable within mm. a mixed gender world. Yes. Um, and so there was and very open dialogue that invited me to bring as much of myself as I, as I wanted.
2: That's very interesting because, as you said, you know, um, um, Portia is actually Muslim and yes. herself, isn't she? It's not just yes. the court. So he sort of built around your identities. I mean, do you think slightly he was trying to cast so he had got... across all these
0: identities there was definitely an interest to honour it there was definitely Mm. an interest to um, not to sort of to to bring actors that will know what they're talking about Mm. or that there will be voices in the room that are
2: authentic yes it's not tokenist it's authentic yes yeah okay well thank you so much thank you it was absolutely you got it absolutely (laughs) right (laughs) for talking to me for JR out loud one of the best Sherlock's I've ever seen (laughs) I'm not sure I could ever cope with a a chap with a long grey beard again (laughs) And I, I can't wait to share this with our listeners. It's been an absolute joy.
0: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you.